Welcome back to Classic Mix-Up Podcast on to episode number 20. It's kind of a milestone for us. 20 episodes, brother. Yes. Uh, well, if you don't know, I'm Rosario. And, and I'm Riley. And uh, Classic Mix-Up Music Podcast. We talk about music um, for 20 weeks so far. And 20 weeks. Hopefully 20 more to come and, yes. and many more. So, yeah. yeah for sure, man. It feels good. It feels... 20 feels good. I didn't know I didn't know it was 20 until you said that. And I looked up at our little banner that we have here. It's 20. And I'm like, whoa, man, this is yeah, this is crazy. I think last week I last week I did mention like when it was episode 19, I was like, man, every time I look at the number, it just feels like I can't believe how far we made it. But you know, not to be sentimental it's or anything. Easy. It's easy. You know. Yeah, it is easy. I mean, I just roll out of bed and then, you know, listen to an album every week, you know, at one sure. point. That's all I have to do. For sure. Yeah, I mean, we're going to listen to music anyway, so we figured we might as well talk about it, and now here we are. It keeps so. me listening to new music. So. Yeah, totally. Like, you know, speaking of today, we've got uh, some albums. that installment of the new music week? Yeah, yeah. We, so we did this a couple times, like, you know, a few months ago. Mm. Um, I feel like there wasn't really, like, a like a stacked stacked week in a while. You know, but the last, you know, this past Friday, um, which would have been March 30th, and then the week before that, those were were both pretty pretty good weeks for music. And um, yeah, so we've got some of our new albums that we listened to over the month of March, and we're going to be going through those and talking about them today just for, you know, so what we normally do is like a more in-depth analysis of, of, an, of like two albums usually. But I think today we have like about like five or six or or maybe more that we're just gonna kind of like gloss over and say what we liked, what we didn't like, and maybe recommend some. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Cool. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I know we kind of talked about this before, but the only album that we both didn't listen to was that. Do you want to do the Fall Out Boy album too, or? Yeah, I can I can touch on that. I yeah. mean, so, so I didn't listen to the Fall Out Boy album that dropped. Rosario did. And he didn't listen to Lana Del Rey, and I listened. Yeah, so I guess we can we should probably start with those two. So those two dropped, I think, a couple weeks ago. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I I used to be a a pretty big Fall Out Boy fan, like back in the day. You know, Mm -hmm. I I I went to their concert. I've been at one of their concerts twice now, and uh, yeah, they they kind of helped get me into like rock music. So. Um, when they released their first album, and I want to say like five years. A couple weeks ago, I was definitely interested to to see what it was all about, you yeah. know. And I I gotta say, it was decent, probably better than I expected because their their last album uh, Mania or whatever. Yeah, I was not really a fan of that. Horrible. And honestly, that dropped in I I think twenty eighteen was kind of when I was mm-hmm. getting out of like that emo kind of alt rock phase. Mm-hmm. That was kind of my time and all that. But uh, I was kind of getting out of it at that point, so it never really like hit that hard for me, but I still can, you know, appreciate their music. So they dropped their album so much for Stardust. Um, mm. uh, and for this album, they they went back to their old producer. Uh, I believe his name is Neil Avron, who he produced their first, I want to say like four albums uh, up until 2008 when they did their hiatus. Then they obviously kind of switched their sound when they came back. But this one... Uh, does have at least for the albums that have come out, you know, post 2010, this does have their most like like the closest they'll probably get to like their old sound. 
so it, it was cool. It was entertaining. Uh, there were a couple songs that I definitely enjoyed off it. So I, I say that as a win for a group that's really getting kind of older and, you know, obviously moving farther and farther away from mm. where they once were. So, yeah, the, the first song, uh, which I believe is called Love from the Other Side, that one was good. Um, and then I also saved a song called Heaven, Iowa. That one was pretty good. And and then there was also, I just, one last thing I want to talk about as far as returning to their old form, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I there's this track called Baby Annihilation, which oh. is just a spoken word uh, interlude, which is kind of a thing that they used to do, you know, uh, probably at least once an album, I would say. And uh, I guess I'll just, I'm just reading off of Genius. Um, it says... Uh, the first spoken word Pete Wentz feature on a Fall Out Boy album since $20 Nosebleed, which was, I think, like 2007. Uh, Baby Annihilation marks a return to form for Fall Out Boy. And I kind of agreed with that. Uh, a lot of this album, including that, kind of seemed like a bit of a return to form. So I guess good for them. It's not going to be one that I like listen to often at all, but uh, I did save those two songs. So, yeah. I think uh, I think it's a good sign because... Um... At least it's their return to form because I know Paramore has been touring a lot and they've been kind of yeah. like, and Blink is back. And it's kind of this like the old, like, you know, the late millennials, like, mm-hmm. are, you know, kind of going back to their roots in this, you know, pop punk era. And not just like, it's not like Rolling Stones where they keep touring, keep touring until they die. It's like they're, these bands are actually making good music again. Right. So I don't know about Resurgence. I don't know about Blink, but. Um, you know, uh, Fallout Boy, Paramore, mm. they're they're kind of doing that, and you know, it's just kind of it's really cool because I think that these bands are realizing. I think even with independent, you know, record production and independent labels, or like like these bigger bands that blew up or were forced to blow up in like the mid two thousands are kind of coming back and doing more independent stuff or going back to the roots because it's you know, it's their life. Like that's what they love to do or like, you know, something like that. Yeah. And I'm excited to see, you know, what comes for Blink and Paramore, especially Blink with, with Tom back in the band. I think mm-hmm. it should be interesting. I think they could maybe see a similar return to form. I feel like mm-hmm. I would be more receptive uh, than not, not that Matt Skiba did a bad job. I mean, we've talked about this on the no, pod before. Skiba I think saved like, that band. Yeah. Right. Like they were, yeah. Like it, it literally he saved them because they were going to, probably be done if it wasn't for him to come in and make like a, actually a pretty great record in California. I think that one actually held up well. So mm. yeah, I, I, it's kind of cool to see this genre that we love that we kind of grew up on have a bit of a resurgence because we talked about it with Remo drive who has uh, we talked about their album greatest hits on here before. Yeah. Like it's kind of a genre that's not really, you know, it not really prevalent. So to see it, to see one of the juggernauts of the genre come back and make a solid record is is good to see. But yeah, that's about about all to say for for that one. Nothing too exciting. Yeah, well, I guess like I think I think you just summed it up. It's like kind of like a return to form. Like what they're doing is maybe not exactly what they they could probably never capture that that momentum that they. Yeah, had. I mean they'll never go back to their old old sound. No, but those guys can still rock still, man, and they've stayed together as a band and. Yeah, stayed out of drama for the most part, and unlike other guys like like you know Brendan Urie or that kind of thing, you know like getting hate. Right. But I mean, that's good for them. 
it's good for them totally i'll have to i'll have to eventually i'll eventually get to it um but yeah do you want me to jump into the lana del rey record yeah yeah i was i was uh i kind of like power ranked the albums i wanted to hear the most and she mm. kind of slid towards the bottom so hey that's okay but i, uh, I still would well, want to check it out i only like listened to this because of my girlfriend so right, i figured because i didn't her. peg you as um, a, like a lana fan not at all i don't okay i don't like lana del rey i mean yeah i i i I, I, pop, I think she's i don't like the music but anyway so this album, for you guys that don't know, is called uh, "Did You Know That There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard." It's her um, last. Her previous album was, I think, "Blue Bannisters." Yeah, "Blue Bannisters" came out in 2021, so it's you know kind of a two-year um, break for Lana making this album, and it's a it's a stereotypical Lana Del Rey album. Like I, I mean, I can't. I can't stress that enough. It's like, I think, I think an issue that I have with like Lana Del Rey and I'll get into this with boy genius and like the, this kind of melancholic, like folk stuff or like, mm-hmm. the, you know, she's more pop, right. but just like, she's so limited by the character and the, the, the sound that she's created. I like, agree her covers are amazing. Like, She's done some amazing covers in her own style, but then like, like this album, you could take a song off this album and say it's off of Kim trails over the country club or uh, Norman fucking Rockwell. You could take that and take a song and be like, that's what this is. You know, this album, it's good. Like I think Lana Del Rey, the thing with her is that I don't think she can make like a bad song. Um, but Yet again, her style and the way she sings and her production limits her, I think, because she has a cool, unique voice, kind of like Phoebe, kind of like um, the the lady from uh, uh, Big Thief, like even, uh, you know, Connor Oberst, like they all kind of these unique voices. But mm-hmm. I think with Alana, it kind of like suffocates her style. She's definitely one dimensional, but, but it works for her, you know, and she's all these fans and she's all this huge stuff. fan That's base. I was going to say that and it's dedicated fans, like people that will t- like take this, li- take this chick to her, to their grave. And I, I understand that. Like it's, it's really good music if that's what you're looking for. But I really think that like Norman fucking Rockwell is a better album or even mm-hmm. Trails over the country club. I just, maybe this album will grow and I think it'll pop because it's the new Lana Del Rey. I think a lot of songs will be big off of this album because her fandom just keeps growing and growing and becoming more mainstream. Yeah, I think um, um, yeah. I was, I'm looking up right now, like the first week sales just cause I'm interested cause it's already been out now for a little bit. Mm. Um, but yeah, she, she's very hit or miss for me. I really just want to listen to it to find those few songs that I'm really going to yeah. like. Yeah, I, it sold. It sold one hundred fifteen thousand. Yeah, uh, so first week, and then eighty-seven thousand this past week. It looks like so. It's yeah. having a huge first few weeks. I really love the song. I I don't like. Okay, I'm gonna say like, I'm not a Lana fan, but I did really like the song with Father John Misty. Let the light in, because okay. he really contrasts her singing because he's more of a standard folk singer right now are you a father john misty fan i love father john misty okay um and my girlfriend thinks i just hate women singers and that's just not true but 
I, That's fun. I I think she I think she just doesn't understand that I don't like music that makes me more sad than I already am. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I mean, right. who, who, so, who would want that? Right. And and sad music makes me sad. So it's a direct translation. So I don't listen to very sad music all the time. But anyway, so but I love this "Let the Light In" because it's it's probably the most different song. Um, you know, because they just contrast each other, and she's not so like. Juana Del Rey can kind of sing like kind of whiny. Yeah, like say? almost like she's just like rolling around in her chair, like ah, ah. yeah. I, I definitely she see really that like before. she really like holds notes really well with contrasting Father John Misty and like, and I'm sure he actually plays guitar on this song on that song um and it's honestly one of the less stream songs probably one of the lesser poppy songs that people would know other than that i really liked a and w now i don't like the lyricism of lana del rey i don't fucking get it it's it's uh, it's really elusive and not in a phoebe bridgers way in a like i just did five lines of coke and then now it's I'm like very obscure and then write you know so it's like that like yeah almost like a like she just was like writing on a bender which i it's almost like about nothing i obviously people will claim that there's obscure meanings and you know but i just uh, i don't that's our job that's our job here to find meanings in the shit and it's like yeah i know but it's coming from when it's coming from us who like break down music it's like Oh brother, like, but honestly, people love it, and she can she can say some really cool shit, but it just doesn't make sense to me because I, I I'm not in the fandom, which is okay. Still a great album, I recommend this. It's if you like Lana Del Rey, this yeah. shit bangs. I definitely want to listen to it. Just wasn't my highest you, priority. You might obviously. love it. You might love it. Yeah, I think I might. I mean, I wouldn't say I love NFR, but like, I definitely like a lot of songs off it, and I mean, I I yeah. listen to it occasionally. And so the cover is kind of this return to like less pop art kind of you know classic lana del rey cover right more basic yeah so you know like the lust for life kind of look which i i think that's her best look with the you know kind of that that like prairie look or that you know like that mid-century like kind of like cover design like that really suits her aesthetic really well instead of the kind of pop art shit that she's trying to do so i, on a, I wish push it to you would have used that picture of her for his album cover i don't know if he was allowed to or what but do you know what i'm talking about or no no what what push it to you when when push it to um the most recent one the name is escaping me for some reason yeah um it's almost dry it's yeah it's yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. when push it to first announced no 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 she's not in it but when push it to first announced it's almost dry he announced it with a photo of lana del rey with like a pile of coke on her face like literally a photo of lana del rey and then like there was a coke there was like coke on the photo and then a picture of that was the promotional material for it's almost dry and people thought it was gonna be the cover but i don't think he would have the rights for that it was the cover of one of her albums i know she has like a billion albums and they all have her face on it oh it's her um it's that for it's um fucking uh I it's just, one of her older albums, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the 2017 album. Yeah, it, yes, yeah. It's lust for it's a like a lust for life CD with like a pile of cocaine on. Oh, it. I see it. That's what's awesome. the promo material for for it's that's all, that's awesome. It, it is awesome. I wish that's that's what the cover was. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there would have been legal troubles with that, yeah. but I got it. it's almost dry. It's a great record, but, but we're gonna get off track if we go down that road. Oh man, push is just a goat. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't want to like offend or something no i know yeah he got it which is weird from pusha t but that we're saying that about him because he's 
one of the best like like i guess what he did uh rap dissers like sneak dissers yeah right he is sharp with the pen he is for sure that like what was that one uh that drake one where he ripped on him for yeah story of adi don yeah so many good bars in there yeah that 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 shit were that's how we all found out about drake's son Right, and he was like, "No, no, no, no," and then a month later, he's like, "Yeah, I got a son." Yep, I don't know, brother. I don't know how. Anyway, so I guess I'll wrap up the Lana album by saying it's good. If you like Lana Del Rey, um, it's a good little intro to Lana Del Rey. It's got her kind of quirky music. It's it's got the party music. It's got the kind of dreary music. It's got the the bad bitch music. It's got the it's got the folk fusion music that i you know i might digest it a little better like the father john misty um so i'd recommend that i recommend i mean start anywhere on the album it's you're gonna kind of get a feel for it so yeah cool yeah thanks for that um a tunnel under ocean boulevard so yeah so a tunnel under ocean boulevard yes so Mm -hmm. i guess moving forward hey i think i just made a pun because i was going to say we could go in chronological order and say next we could do forward because that came out first. Yeah, we can do forward. Yeah. Okay. So this will probably be a, a quick one, but um, yeah, this on, is kind of added on midweek too. Yeah. So so March third, twenty twenty three, which was a month ago at this point, over a month at this point. So uh, it's not exactly the past couple of weeks, but still March. So we thought we would include it because this was something that we both really wanted to listen to, and it's uh, forward by Jordan Ward, who is like a, a really uh, like upcoming uh, kind of, I guess I would say rising star. He's getting he's pretty like, popular. Yeah, he's like R&B rap too. Like yeah, yeah. He, he makes a really unique style of like really smooth, like it, like hip hop slash R&B. Yeah. Well, it, and it's super fun, super, but it's super unique too. And like even we saw him at uh, JID, mm-hmm. he opened before Samino mm-hmm. and we were like, oh, this guy's pretty good. And your roommate, loved him he was like oh i know this song i know this song yeah yeah so and then we were like oh man we gotta listen to his album and he kept plugging his album we're like oh this shit's really good like he was just super fun like he was way more fun than samino set like we were all jumping around yeah honestly yeah i think um, i think jordan did a, a amazing job of selling himself at the concert like i think when you're in that position you know as a as an upcoming artist and you get a chance to go on tour it's a co-headliner with two huge artists like you know, obviously you got to see that as a, as a business opportunity and mm-hmm. you're almost when your performance is like selling yourself. That's how I see yeah. it. So and, and I think he, he did it. like, he didn't just sell himself. He wasn't just saying, buy my record, buy my record. Mm-hmm. He made, he had crowd participation. He was running around. Yeah. He, he was, was going crazy. Shit. He was rapping his shit. He didn't have a backtrack. He was actually doing his stuff. Mm-hmm. He was unique. He had that pink, he had a pink wig on with stickers on his face. Yep. Like, and he was he was crazy and he, he was just super fun like i remember like we were all kind of joking around like dancing dancing and shit because like your roommate was like he's all in his yeah. and shit like all like you know yeah 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 because apparently was, my roommate was already a jordan word fan which is cool. yeah we didn't know and i was like dancing with him and it was yeah fun. no we were having a lot of fun and like I, like you said by the end of it you know he was so good and we were we were getting into it so much it's like you couldn't help but but check out his music so uh, his most recent album that just dropped, like we said, is called Forward. Um, has a, a few really solid songs on it. It's a, it's a short little album, but uh, it's pretty good. It's like it's a super just groovy and cool, unique album. Like uh, it's it definitely 
sounds pretty different than what yeah. stuff I typically listen to. So I don't really know. I can kind of compare it to other stuff too. Like, I mean, I love this kind of music. So I would say it's a, it's a kind of Steve Lacey ish mm, kind sure, of yeah. like, like um, who's the guy that shot Meg the Stallion? Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez. It's very Tory Lanez, but like better, not so auto tuned Tory mm-hmm. Lanez. Um, it has like kind of a, he has some songs he's, like it reminds me of like the production sometimes reminding me of like Brent Fiaz even. I was like, just gonna say Brent Fiaz actually. Mixed with the mixed with the really R and B influence, but his is more electronic. Jordan Ward's more electronic, like a Steve Lacey. Right. Um, like a even I would say like has production similar to like Dominic Fike, like this kind of like pop R and B rock kind of like this, like, but it's very soulful too, kind of like it, it, very unique sound and it's, but it works so well. It's not yeah. this like hod mod podge of like, you know, like I think uh, Angela Kudrat last week that we talked about mm-hmm. was a little too all over the place for me, but this was so consistent with like, he, you could tell he was having fun and yeah, every definitely you could feel had, that in the music had great production. It wasn't like, Oh, what's this random shit. It was like, Oh, this is so fun. Like I would love, this is, like I think my favorite song was Fam Jam Four Thousand. Yeah, was he played too, I and I don't care. Yeah, um, which he he played both of those at the concert I think, and that shit yeah, was yeah he did. Fun. And I was like jamming. If the Fam Jam got me jamming in the car, like totally. I was, I was like fist bumping. I was like, oh yeah, this shit good. And um, it was just it's just fun music, and I was like, oh man, this guy's really good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so uh, you pretty much hit all the points, like you know, in terms of like sonically what he's doing with the album and yeah i agree that this he had a great set also in hindsight the songs that he performed were the best songs on the album for sure yeah yeah great my three the album. my three yeah totally my three favorites were idc i don't care uh fam jam 4000 and white crocs which he also performed yeah i love um, white Crocs as well but yeah so songs like the songs that don't aren't aren't as popular like i love dance machine I loved flights, even like the kind of like intro-y kind of sounding songs and forward. The 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 title track was really good too, and those songs aren't aren't played as much. And I just enjoyed this whole album. I don't. Think yeah, I, I honestly want to get into his music more because he kind of like scratches an itch that like like you. I guess he, you, we we mentioned the artist that he sounds kind of similar to, but at least for me, like for like my average like listening. Like he just made me want to like get up and dance, I guess, and it's kind of a feeling that I don't get from a lot of artists. When he was so fun and positive, like yeah, he was. That part was like he was for sure. I think because we know what his live set was like. Like he was Mm -hmm. just such like a positive guy. Like he was just like it was like he wanted to be there. You know, it was like yeah, totally. And he was talking to everybody, talking to the crowd. He's so vocal with the crowd. And then at the end, he was like, "Listen, guys, like." this is my shit. Like it just came out. Please support me. These are all the music I, you know, like whatever. And I was like, Oh yeah. Fuck. Yeah. I'll support you. This stuff was awesome. for sure. Like, for sure, yeah. So, yeah. So, so shout out Jordan Ward for sure. I think we've both had the experience of like seeing an opener for a huge artist that it's like totally not into it. And the crowd's not into it. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like annoying, but yeah. Jordan Ward was the polar opposite. Like the whole crowd that was like getting into it. No, and no was, one really knew him. I don't think he, he stole the momentum from Samino. I really think so. Yeah, at least at least for our group of I yeah. think like six or seven people, like we're not the biggest Smino fans, and like and I love Jordan Smino. Ward got us going Smino crazy fan. early. Yeah. yeah, I was, and I was the biggest Smino fan, and I thought Smino's his set was like, um, 
what stole this is kind of a kind of a like segue is that who mm-hmm. stole Samino's set was that chick that he is his backup singer that he mm-hmm. had she yeah. was an amazing singer she was she, she was kind of stole yeah. that set yeah i was i was impressed by her obviously and also the dude playing the guitar he was shredding yeah, yeah he shredded and but, yeah so it's kind of funny that like it wasn't that Samino had a bad set. It just was like it wasn't him that I liked about the set. Yeah, that's 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 an interesting. And he didn't play my favorite song, so I was kind of pissed. But yeah, he yeah. played. Um, uh, uh, I think it's called Curtains, which is my favorite off the record. I think I think between Curtains and Old Ass Kendrick, those are my favorite songs on the album. Mm-hmm. But I really I really like Curtains, and I'm, I'm glad you played that. Other than that, I I wasn't I like I don't I wasn't we we weren't really you there. I would have cried if you played. Yeah, album. yeah, I know. Yeah. I think he. Oh, I think he might have also played Defibrillator. That's a song I like off that album too. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Those are pretty much the only ones I still listen to off that album. It wasn't my yeah. favorite, but anyways. Anyway, um, wow. that's kind of it for Jordan Ward. For yeah, I, I definitely recommend. I, I, I like. Wow. I, I think support Jordan Ward because he's a super cool dude. Yeah, he, he, and he was. Uh, he, he hung out at the booth. The um clothing booth after the his set so he's meeting people hanging out signing autographs for free so it was really cool like that yeah and i've been seeing him on twitter lately also just tweeting about the tour like winding down and stuff like that and he just you know seems genuine i'll I'll, I'll see him like if he ever tours in detroit i'll I'll totally see yeah he's actually he actually just he he is doing a tour for this album but there's no detroit i think there's barely any midwest at all Oh, it's, it's like a six. Tour. Yeah, it's like a six or seven stop. Yeah, he, I mean, tour, he's super yeah. small, so I for sure. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't assume he would come to the Midwest a lot. So, yeah, one day though. Yeah, hopefully, I, I think I think he could actually could have potential to blow up like on the Steve Lacey kind mm-hmm. of trajectory. Brent Fias, like, there's yeah. kind of that market for that R and B, like, yeah, totally, and like super, like you know, fun. I know it's kind of like taboo, but uh, he definitely has like some songs that would go crazy on TikTok. Oh so, yeah, hundred percent. I know, obviously, like artists probably aren't like making music with that in mind, but I feel like almost in the back of your mind, you got to think like, oh, this some could be, this could be one on TikTok. I know yeah. some do. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to accuse Jordan Ward of doing that, but like, <laughs> right. some of these songs could definitely go crazy in some viral challenges. So yeah, yeah, get some twerking challenge, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Um, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. That's okay. Well, I mean, cut that out. Cut that out. Cut that out. Um, anyways, yeah. So that's that's that. Um, if we go based off of date, the next one would be uh, scaring the hose. Do you wanna you wanna head that way? Yeah, we can go scaring the hose. So, we can scare the hose. Oh, we love scaring the hose. Oh, I love scaring the hose. Um, yeah. okay, professional scaring the hose. I can't believe the record's actually called that. Can we just start there? I can't believe they really yeah. named it that. I I opened my notes. A couple days ago when I listened to this album and I typed out scaring the hose, you know, colon, and I was like, there's just I was in just disbelief that they really yeah, it almost I, seems fake. But anyway, so scaring the hose, for those that don't know, came out two weeks ago or mm-hmm. you know, a week and a half ago. And it is a the first collab album by JPEG Ma- Mafia and Danny Brown. Um, for those that don't know J- JPEG Mafia is he's known for his self-production. It's kind of this distorted, like almost death grips, like really like industrial sounding production with his like really intense rapping and uh complex bars and breakdowns kind of almost like this punk rocky kind of sounding of production um without the guitar basically punk rock without guitar 
in, in drums instead, basically. And Danny Brown was known, you know, he kind of faded away from that industrial sounding like Danny, Danny Brown from Detroit. Shout out to Detroit. Shout Danny, to Detroit. Brown. Um, Danny Brown was like, uh, I think, um, what's his most popular album name? Uh, Atrocity I, Exhibition. Yeah. Atrocity Exhibitions was like one of my favorite albums in high school. Mm-hmm. Cause it's this distorted, like he's has a crazy voice, like very like screechy, like production. And I loved it. And so, and then his newest album that came out before scaring the hose was very like actually him rapping. And it was still great. He's a great rapper. It's just like, I miss the Danny Brown. And he was even like, he has a podcast and he was like talking, I was like, I don't know if I can do the pitch shit. You know, I'm getting old. Like, I don't want to, you know, yeah. I don't want to yell out the ad libs and yell. Yeah. And then like, all mm-hmm. that kind of and then I, I heard Lean Beef Patty. Mm-hmm, the first single. I'm like, I got goosebumps because it's old Danny Brown screeching a chat. And I was like, motherfucker, this is what Danny Brown needed to come back into the game. The hype music game was scaring the hoes at JPEG Mafia. So yeah. me, I'm probably more of a nerd about this shit than you. But, I mean, you got anything else to say about it before? Yeah, yeah. I I think what you said, you kind of hit the nail on the head. I think I'm. I also I'm a I'm a fairly I'm not like a big Danny Brown fan, but I I definitely like him. I think he's interesting. I like Atrocity Exhibition. Um, I think that JPEG Mafia teaming up with Danny Brown is probably the push that that Danny needed to get back kind of into that realm. And you know, I'm glad he got it. I think Peggy is a a really great producer, mm. and I think he made has made and and well did make you know perfect beats for danny brown um i think i like i like jpeg mafia more as a producer than a rapper i think his beats are like incredible really so so unique like yeah exactly so like i i would love to see not that i don't not i mean i i like this album for what it is not that i wouldn't want to see them collab again i I would like to see just a danny brown album produced by jpeg mafia and see where that's what this i mean this is basically this is like yeah right for sure more danny brown overwhelmingly amounts of of, you have overwhelming amounts of danny brown rapping instead of jpeg mafia like overwhelming like i mean like danny brown's the rapper in this case and jpeg mafia is more the yeah right Kind of yeah. like the alchemist or i feel like they were i feel like they were pretty even but uh danny brown's verses stood out to me more i think yeah. he had the better verse on most well, songs yeah i mean but like i would say for most of the better songs like the stronger songs it was Dev- danny brown heavy like he had the longer verse well the, yeah i mean the songs the songs that i like that i saved off this album are the ones where danny brown has a tremendous verse i think that's the difference on this and i love i love all of the title references like i love like lean beef patty yeah the the, the track list on this album is insane it's awesome titles yeah so lean beef patty is a you know uh she's like a fitness chick on tiktok and she's like the muscle mommy like whatever fandom Mm -hmm. and uh it was such a you know scaring the hose like it's like stereotypical like lean beef patty right lean beef patty you're probably scaring the hose away and uh step a pig and then i love fentanyl tester perfect yeah. which is the font i'm guessing that's perfect the guy who fucking hurts people yeah and then um and then kingdom hearts key and then run the jewels and then is- the the best track name that i've heard in a long time jack harlow combo meal yeah that's a good one and then Ho, i don't know why something about Oh, heaven on earth and where you, where you get your coke from <laughs> something about something about jack harlow combo meal just it's so good the song itself is is fine it's, just, but... it's for goofy ass dudes that like like yeah. rap like that's just that it's just uh, it's 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 
it's directed at guys like us, Rosario, you know, like people. Yeah, like- I, I definitely think there's like a very clear target audience. And, so you know, JPEG Mafia tweeted today some really stupid ass like he tweeted literally today. He's like terminally online. People hate me because I'm more terminally online than them. And I was just like thinking to myself, like terminally online, people love you. Like That's your fan base. Yeah, that's like the, all the nerds that. You yeah, know, we're all online. So. Like you, you have to be terminally online to find JPEG Moff. I mean, how else are you going to find him? It's not like they're playing him on the radio. You know what I mean? Oh no! Wait, remember the first time we played? I played uh, JPEG Mafia for Will. Were you there? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I might have been. Yeah, our friend Will. You know, we exposed him to Steve Lacey and JPEG Mafia, and I yeah. think it changed his like whole mind. Like I think it, yeah, like, it's kind of like both sides of the. It's like a yeah. yeah. And he liked both of it. He was just like digging both of it. And he, and yeah. He that's cool. to, he's like, I don't know, man. He's like, I just listen to whatever. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, this, this album is pretty awesome. I mean, it's fun. Like again, it, like, yeah, it's kind of like you can turn your brain off, kind of hear a couple bars that are like, what yeah, I was sitting in the library in the, the dead silent library, listening to this. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like I was going to like bounce off the walls. I feel like yeah. I was going like, I literally feel like I was in like a, a asylum listening to this. It's, yeah. it's a lot. If you're, if you haven't heard JPEG Mafia before, it's a lot. It's there's like, overlapping it's like sounds. Song. Yeah, it is. It is. There's sounds coming from everywhere and static and just bass boosted, just like madness. But like you find like you're, you sometimes you find like the track and the madness and your eyes get opened up and you're like, yeah. whoa. He has some magic in that shit. That's like, how are yeah, you? Yeah, he does. Like, it's like at first listen, it's like this is just some dude with schizophrenia making music. But then it's like, no, nah, yeah. this is all intentional. It's so good. Like, and then on top of that, you have Danny Brown's lyricism, like which head, is something like a crackhead yelling at. Yeah, him. his voice and his lyricism combination is just pure chaos. I mean, this is the two most chaotic people in this kind of genre coming together. It's, it's yeah, kind of no, but. What I love about Danny Brown is that, like, especially with like his his po- most popular album, you can like eat in and on this too is like you at first you're not gonna understand what the fuck he's saying, but then like after you listen to it more and more and you're hooked, you understand what he's saying more and you're like, why is this actually good bars? Like why? Because he right. writes shit to be weird and clever at the same time, so it's like what? Like if he's just having fun with it, like he's just like doing whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. My yeah. favorite, I think my favorite, I mean, I haven't probably caught them all yet, mm. but my favorite Danny Brown lyric on the album so far, it's a simple one. It's on shut your bitch ass up slash yeah. muddy waters on the first half. Yeah. The intro goes, shut the fuck up. And then he goes, I don't wrap circles around fellas. I do figure eights. And something about that, I like had to run it back when I first heard it. I'm like, That's can you good. just say, I don't wrap circles. I do figure eights. And he did, which is just funny to me. And then he said rent free in, in fellas' heads. I should do real estate. I just I like just that. I think it's like I don't know. There's just some great lines like there are know, even when like lean beef patty, it's like the the song opens with like, oh yeah, this is what I need. First off, fuck Elon. Yeah, Musk. fuck off Elon. The first words on this entire album are fuck Elon Musk. Yeah. Just tells you everything you need to know. Fuck Elon Musk. If I tweet Yeah, and then he goes, eight dollars is too much, bitch. That's expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Referring to the Twitter verification, the Twitter blue subscription. Yeah, it's just so it's yeah. just so good. Like it's just cha- it's just chaotic energy, and there's nothing wrong with chaotic energy. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like fun. Like it just in this thing was made probably so fast to this album that it's just like you can tell it's just like fun. You know. Yeah, they're just like they're just goofing off for sure, and I think yeah. the, uh, like. Uh, I, <laughs> 
on perfect. <laughs> I love perfect. I'm real. I'm real right. Good stand on it. Ra, how I fuck Plan B on it. It's a, it's a wonder I ain't got a lot of kids because I just pull out pull out and spray on it. Yeah. But, and it, and all that is like screeched as well is yeah. the funny part. Oh, you it's never not know, just, uh, but it's just like. Yeah. Yeah, I like it's hard. It's hard like Sudoku, Netflix and chill <laughs> on a jailbroken Roku. Yeah, it's it's so good. I'm playing zombies, choppers like NATO. It's good stuff, dude. That's so good. Anyways, yeah, I I, I since we're since we're on the topic of perfect, I think perfect is one of my favorite Please songs. Please, I look like Olivia Munn. So good. Yeah, it is good. I I love perfect. I love um, garbage pail kids. Perfect. Shut your bitch ass up, muddy waters. Uh, where you get your coke at? Yeah, a lot of great tracks. I I like um. Uh, Garbage Pail Kids. I can't decide between Garbage Pail Kids and Burfitt was my favorite song. So Garbage Pail Kids, you have the insane Danny flow in the first half. Mm-hmm. And then the back half, you have that really distorted guitar uh, that plays over the sample and the drums, and that sounds really good. And then in Burfitt, you have, like, I think it's like, I don't know what instrument. It's like some horns or trumpet of some sort that makes the song sound, like, super, like, grand and, like, cinematic. And then obviously more great, uh, another great Danny verse. We were just reading lyrics off of. So yeah, those two are pretty awesome. It's just like I'm reading more lines in in this album. Like it's just unhinged. It's, it's just so good. Yeah. Shot bitch. I think I'm Korean. They should have had a Baby Tron feature. Oh, imagine my imagine Baby Tron in that production, bro. Baby Tron on JPEG Mafia. That shit would be like cancerous yeah it it yeah it'd be dangerous <laughs> yeah. to be say dope. the least yeah yeah damn that was that album was just fun i love it i i would recommend the whole thing just give it a listen if you like yeah it's, it's definitely like it's a definitely taste but it, yeah it's a it, i was gonna say it's an acquired taste and it's a specific target audience but like anyone listening to this podcast is probably like tapped into that anyways i would assume i mean yeah you know, yeah, hundred oh, yeah. percent. So yeah, give it a try. Damn. Yeah. Okay. So that I guess you know that's that. grand house. Yeah. So that brings us to last Friday, the most recent drops. So yeah. uh, there were three of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Boy Genius dropped their album called The Record, their debut album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Larry June and the Alchemist dropped uh, The Great Escape. And uh, Tyler dropped his deluxe album uh, to call me if you get lost. The estate sale. So yeah, I guess right. I think we're gonna. You want to start with Boy Genius? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, right. What do you think? Uh, I didn't like as much as I wanted to. I think, but I agree. Um, Why I mean, did so... every song sound the same? Why? Like, yeah, I was kind of, I was kind of the same. Yeah. Um. So Boy Genius is a super group, I guess. Uh. Phoebe Bridgers, Julian Baker, and Lucy Dacus, hmm. I believe is her name. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it 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 wasn't as good as I mean, I love Phoebe Bridgers. I'm not quite really in, tapped in with the other two ladies, but I love Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, and this album, I'd say, wasn't really as good as her solo work, but 
uh, it had its moments. I mean, it wasn't like a necessarily bad album, mm -hmm. but uh, well, every I... song did kind of sound the same except for a couple. Yeah. And the ones that sounded different are kind of the ones that I was drawn to. I'm so. trying to remember what's the one that has more of the the oh, fuck. I'm trying to remember the one that has like the the electric guitar. Yeah, I think that that those were the ones that I liked too. I think it could yeah. be uh twenty dollars or Satanist. I think okay, Satanist, mm -hmm. Satanist. I love that it sounded different. Like Satanist yes. had the electric guitar and had a great yes. like, but it just did the same thing for the whole five minutes. I agree with that. It could be it like it takes too long for sure. Different, but. do like have a different break. Have like a solo in there. Have something different. You know, just did the same thing. Like I was just so, ex I was, excuse me, I was expecting this like kind of build up, and it just built up to nothing. It was the same repeated guitar yeah. for five minutes. And another thing too is this could definitely be just me. I mean, we might, I might get corrected on this. Um, I think there were uh, a couple songs where not all three of them had a contribution. Mm. I could be wrong on that, but like there was definitely like some songs where it was very like obvious that they were all three like harmonizing or, you know, singing the same part or different verses. And, but then there were some songs where I felt like I didn't hear one of the members on it. Mm -hmm. And those songs were kind of lame because I mean, I guess the reason you're listening to this is for the harmonization and the teamwork yeah. of a, a so-called super group. So yeah, when they don't all contribute, it's kind of lame. There was a bunch of songs like that where it was just Phoebe singing or just Julian or just uh, right. Like it was just, you know, it was like, it was like yeah. And those were the songs also that were primarily the slower, like more like indie folk style. But uh, a, a lot of the songs had like not a lot, sorry, a couple of the songs I should say had the the more drums and more you know electric guitar, a little more of like a pop rock feeling, and you know those ones were really good. So. Those ones I'd say were uh, twenty dollars, definitely, mm -hmm. and Satanist. Mm -hmm. And another one I liked was the last track, "Letter to an Old Poet." I thought that song mm -hmm. was good, but um, those were the only three that really uh, that I really were of note to me. Yeah, which I guess is a I, little disappointing. When I had the, my first listen, um, I was with my girlfriend, mm -hmm. and we were listening to it, and she was showing it to me, and I was like. I was like listening and I was like, okay, this is good, but why does it, it's not really like, like their, their EP was so good. Like it I was, was going to bring up that I prefer the EP. Yeah. Like their, their EP was so different and it had different styles and they were stepping outside of their own boxes because they have more star power. But then this kind of just stepped backwards. It was just sounded like a Phoebe. Yeah. Every song sounded like a Phoebe Bridger song. Yeah, it did. You know, and it was just like, come on, like, does she have that? Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if they, if they like got, got a little scared or, or spooked or what. But well, and it's just like, like, I'm kind of pissed because, like, like they got on the, on Rolling Stones, Rolling Stone as the, as Nirvana. They took that, that iconic Nirvana cover and made it them. They're the super group of of folk you know like this yeah and i was like ready for this album to be something it was very hyped they were so hyped it was so hyped and their ep was really good and i got into them and then this album was it bummed me out yes yeah. it just was lackluster yeah i mean looking at their self-titled ep you know i obviously this is not like the be all end all of of judging music but just looking no. at numbers wise i have four out of those six songs in my library compared to three out of the 12 on the album. 
So, yeah, not a very good showing. No song from saved the, from the boy genius. Yeah, I really liked. Um, I really liked the song Twenty Dollars, but I believe that was a single. Yeah, yeah, that was that was a good one, but for the most part, yeah, yeah. I mean, expectations because of the media hype. Mm-hmm. The media definitely. The you know, because they're pushed hard, like on online, right. and because Phoebe Bridgers is big right now, like of course, oh, it's a super group. It's it's her times three, and it's like they gave them again. I think the thing that bothered me the most was like equating them to Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that comparison, but it would have bothered me if I saw it. That is, that is a that is a big. That's a big ask. I'm like, holy shit! This is gonna be awesome. This is gonna be kick ass. Yeah. And this is what came out from that. Like, yeah, I agree. And I think I think it had the potential. I think it's sad because we heard the EP, you know, and we heard the few songs that are really great on this album. It had the potential. Yeah, the songs too safe. Single, we're good, but it was just like uh, every other song that was on the album sounded like the singles. Yeah, just 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 a classic case of too safe, which yeah. happens for huge artists a lot. I think I think what I think another band that happened too recently was Backseat Lovers. Oh, totally. Like their yeah. singles were the strongest songs and I was expecting it to be fucking kick-ass and emotional and it right. came out and it was just boring. Like it was just That's not- why it's tough, you know, when a, a really good when there's a single you really like, it's like, mm-hmm. okay, is the whole album going to be this good or are they dropping the best song yeah. as a single? And we had, I think we had this conversation tough. when uh JD dropped uh, Forever Story cuz Crack or um sorry, uh Dance, Dance Now. now. Yeah, surround sound were so good that we're like, is this gonna be right? I and you know, I knew in my heart that it would get better than that, just in terms of like the more emotional songs that were gonna be on the back end, which did end up coming. Yeah, but uh, yeah, in terms of like the more upbeat songs, those definitely were some of the best. So Mm. it's it's like kind of a slippery slope, I guess, when you're promoting your album, which of course you want to promote your album by dropping good songs, but you also want to like save something kind of for like to give people a reason to come back to like if boy genius would have never dropped this album and we would have just had those three singles. Like it, I would have been the same for me, whether I listened to the album or not, because mm-hmm. those are the, probably some of the best songs. So, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I just, and I think their EP is just so good too. Like I, I just knowing that their music could have been. Like, yeah. I want to re-listen to their EP that the first track on the EP is called bite my hand. That's one of Phoebe Bridger's best performances, yeah, probably of her career. And she has a lot of music out when you take it all into account. So, yeah, I love that like, song, Bite the Hand. I don't know that just their EP, like, just like was really eye opening to me in this album. Yeah, flat. does does I, I'm interested in from like a you know, big fan's perspective. So, like, what does does your girlfriend feel the same way? A little disappointed, or is she really into it, or what? I mean. I don't see her listening to it as much as like the Lana album. Like she loves the Lana album. Mm-hmm. Which she is listening. A to lot it. of people have. Yeah. Love. Her and, but I don't see her listening to the boy genius as much. Like I think it's okay. And I think especially when she listened to it with me, cause that was like, you know, her first few listens were first. And then I listened to it with me and I kind of brought up these points of like, why does every song sound the same or is it just me mm-hmm. she kind of realized oh my like fandom is wearing off and it's 
kind of not as good as I thought it was. Yeah, I hope that that doesn't leak into Phoebe Bridger's solo music. No disrespect to the other members, but she's really the one that I. Oh I yeah, I guess you know I, I you know what, dude, I'm kind of happy we didn't end up with those concert tickets now. Yeah, because I would have been bored. if this album was like incredible, then like oh I would have wanted to see that live, yeah. sure, but. I feel no inclination to spend over a hundred dollars and drive to Columbus for this. So no, dude, we can just go to backseat lovers, bro. Yeah. Right. Those tickets are already bought and we know they're going to play some good song at, at least. Yeah, sure. For sure. Cool. So um, I guess that's it for that album. I guess it's kind of a bummer, but we, it's, it's a not, bit of a bummer. it's not, we get still, fuck, I can't talk. We got two albums left that are really good. That I yeah that yeah. So these two next were definitely not had. A, I uh, had a lot of fun with both of these albums. I think the Tyler. Do you want to do the Tyler one last or the Alchemist one last? Up to you. I um, don't have a ton to say for both for either. I should say, but I uh, guess I'll. I have a lot to say about the Tyler one. Okay, I, sick. Yeah, let's do the let's do the the Great Escape then. The Alchemist. Okay. So, yeah. So um. Uh, Alchemist and Larry June, uh, The Great Escape. Uh, yeah, uh, Alchemist is a legend, and this album kind of rocked, obviously, because he can do no wrong. So, yeah, you had features from, uh, I think, Boldy James, Big Sean. Some Village. Uh, yeah, Some, Some Village, Bucks. Joey Badass. There's, there's, there's a lot of uh, big features on here. Yeah. And... Um, yeah. I think uh, the finished product uh, was pretty dang good. I mean, uh, obviously, Alchemist beats were incredible. I think the songs uh, like 89 Earthquake and Orange Village, those two beats are amazing. And in terms of Larry June's rapping, it's like one of the most smoothest and most effortless flows I've ever heard. Like, And it's a perfect compliment also for the subject matter he raps about because like, pretty much every song is like flexing and just like, lavish lifestyle rap and like the smoothness that he delivers it is like really just like cool like he seems like just like a cool guy mm. and uh yeah what did you think about it yeah i mean i think larry june like like somehow alec can like just morph into anybody's taste like larry june is this like 2010s like west coast you know gangster like mm. the continuation of like you know i don't know where he's from i actually i'm gonna look that up california he might, yeah so he's from like california yep um so he so he he's kind of let like almost like kendrick inspired like you know like east east you know, west like, coast west yeah it's kind of like like gangster shit, like right, very like very like braggadocious yeah. and like oh, relaxed. Without, without the trap, it's kind of like high production. Like the guys care about high production, that kind of mm. stuff. So his rapping, perfect on all of these beats. Almost like you don't even recognize that it's another dude rapping on this shit. Like it just it's it sounds like a part of the music, which is great. It's, that's kind of the thing. That's like the key of the alchemist. Is like mm-hmm. in like make anybody sound like they're an instrument on the beat. You don't even notice that they're rapping half the time because it's so fucking good and ingrained in it. And all the features shined. Like, I don't think I hated a feature on this album. Like, mm. all these songs, Art Talk was fucking awesome. Of course. The Morgan Light Lightning was 
Baragan Lightning was fucking awesome too. The Joey Badash feature. The Slum Village was awesome. I the, love that song. It was like shouting out Detroit and stuff. And like, yeah, I, the thing was, is like, like, it's crazy. And I was actually talking to my uncle at this about this because I mm. was talking about Dilla and Slum Village and all that. But what I was talking to my uncle is like, you listen to a Dilla beat and you know it's a Dilla beat. And I just I just associate Slum Village with Jay Dilla so much that hearing them on like an Alchemist beat, which yeah. is routinely one four, like whatever, like is more on beat where like Dilla's were Dilla's beats were off like on his own time, you know? Yeah, on Dilla time. So it's just like Slum Village sounded great, but I'm like, you can I love how you can just tell it this is an Alchemist beast beat in Slum Village, and they're kind of shouting out Detroit, Dilla alchemist all this kind of stuff and they're just having fun i loved it totally um love the big sean song now i was expecting yeah. to like that that was really good i was just gonna say he had like a surprisingly great verse like yeah. i thought he delivered like above and beyond i was totally surprised by his verse so yeah i guess shout out detroit again big sean yeah big sean um and then you mentioned already art talk like wow boldy boldy and alchemist is just a match made of heaven he's i mean those guys are just perfect for each other um and then the action bronson verse was so fun i love action bronson He's always fun this bars i'm alchemist beast because it's kind of like that griselda e like but it's right, kind of but a way bronson less serious bronson. though yeah but action bronson is kind of like griselda but new york instead of buffalo like i love it they kind of have the same like it's like west side gun is Similar. like it, action bronson's like white west side gun pretty much they are definitely the same like vibe so good um anything else to say like i think that's pretty it's just an all-around really well-rounded album obviously the beats are incredible uh the features mm-hmm. delivered and mm-hmm. you know larry june's rapping is like totally on point i mean the only the only like small criticism i would even have would be like larry june's rapping is almost so smooth that uh he loses me at sometimes like I, mm-hmm. it wasn't like the album didn't like blow me away mostly just because like he didn't have any like crazy flows or any like insane wordplay. It was all just like consistently good. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the beats really kind of helped me maintain my way through the album. Yeah. But uh in the features, the features Yeah, exactly. Stole. Yeah. The features, features kind of stole the show. Yeah. Yeah. Like hands down stole this. Like yeah, like 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 I, like I said, I don't have, you know, a ton a ton on this album just because it's hard to like just talk about the beats without hearing it. They're just mm. amazing. Okay, then we, we I guess we can move on to the Tyler um, album. Uh, I would recommend all, any of those songs with the features on them. Like uh, the Boldy song is yep. great, and I would recommend the. Jeremy. I would recommend Orange Orange Village with yeah, Sun Village. Village. So those three. That that beat is like otherworldly. That's one That's of my favorite Alk beats I've heard in a while. Yes, sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Now, so yeah, finally, this is our last album of uh, you know, new music. It's it's uh, the I guess deluxe edition of Call Me If You Get Lost, but it's added yes, what six songs plus or six or seven, eight songs? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight songs. Eight, uh, the estate like, sale, yeah. So, yeah, one's an interlude, so like really seven songs. And, true, okay, true, yeah. So what do you think of it? Uh, I, as not a huge Tyler fan, really liked it. I thought it was a great addition to Call Me If You Get Lost, which is already yeah. an album that I really like. 
I'm glad that more Tyler because also uh, deluxe albums are not really a thing that Tyler has done before. Right. So uh, I, he mentioned he said on Twitter, you know, he's never really felt this way before, but he felt that the songs that he had to cut off the album deserved to see the light of day. And I totally agree. After hearing them, I'm I'm glad that these songs from this era got to see the light of day because it's one of my favorite, you know, Tyler era eras, especially coming off of Igor, which I didn't like so much. I was happy to see him go this direction. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, uh, some of these songs like obviously could have made the main album. Like they're, they're awesome. Uh, Stunt man with Vince Staples. I mean, I love, right. I love that Vince song, Staples. That song so. is so good. And that beat is so silly, like goofy too. And it's, it's a so perfect good. beat for Vince though. It's so unique. Oh, like that high pitch, like the, I mean, it's like North North basically, but like, right. Yeah. And then, Dog Tooth, um, the single was great. Yep, Dog Tooth was good. Wharf Talk was rocky. Boyfriend, girlfriend, sorry, not sorry, are just great. Three great songs too. And that yeah. Wharf Talk, basically, uh, there's not a bad song. I don't think. Like, yeah, I, I pretty much agree. I think it was a great like. You can you know obviously I I think a lot of rappers when they do deluxe will kind of just like tack on whatever. This doesn't seem like just tacked on whatever. No. I don't think Tyler would ever do that. So no, this had direct continuation of the album like like i think call me if you get lost was is becoming one of my more favorite tyler albums for some reason just because it has so much replayability and mm -hmm. it's fun and you get diversity and the concert was amazing his like persona for call me if you get lost is awesome like that is like yeah. eccentric billionaire like who he's become you kind of like and his style is so iconic too for all these you know all the white kids like us you know who love tyler or you know you don't, but you know. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I don't. Person. I don't love. Like, I, like, I know people who love Tyler. Um, I I like listen to his music, but I yeah. I I like. I'm. I used to be way into Tyler. Like probably Scumfuck Flower Boy was like mm -hmm. I was in 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 in. I was like buying golf and like you know all the kind of stuff. And for sure. Igor kind of lost me. I've come to love Igor for what it was. And then Call Me If You Get Lost kind of reeled me back in that this album is just yeah. so fun and I wasn't expecting to. And the state sale just added on to that. It's just. So yeah, that's a good way to describe it. It is fun. And I think that's also why, you know, enlisting the talents of Vince Staples and ASAP Rocky is such good decisions because those are both good, fun rappers and both yeah. like. But ASAP Rocky, obviously, very frequent collaborator for Tyler. They uh, I, always. I didn't, I didn't even realize that they both weren't on this album. Until I was like, oh, wow, ASAP Rocky and Vince Staples were cut from this album. Right. Like, it blows my mind because they are they were on Flower Boy and, you know, like, I'm like, that's right. so crazy. Like, yeah. And you know. they are both like perfect for the songs that they're on. I think yeah. they were both like carefully crafted. Those beats are perfect for each respective. Like, you know, Wharf Talk is perfect for Rocky yeah. and perfect for Tyler and Stuntman mm -hmm. is perfect for Vince and perfect for Tyler. So right. two uh, like instant love those songs and then like you mentioned dog tooth which came out a couple weeks ago like before the album uh catchy fun song um yeah I mean, you pretty much you pretty much said it with every every song was was pretty solid hmm. did you watch uh the the music videos for any of these at all because he made he made music videos for i think like every single song which i guess just shows how they're a continuation of the story but no, um well, in in so the thing kind of going around is in "Sorry Not Sorry" music video, the last scene of the last music video for the album, mm. uh, you see like Tyler 
uh, like murdering himself. Like he, you see like a different Tyler murdering the call me if you get lost Tyler, which people are saying kind of signifies the end of the call me if you get lost era yeah. and like the new Tyler persona, whatever he'll decide to do with his next album. So yeah, that's cool. Which is, I don't know when that would be coming with every album. So it's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that he kind of does that. Like me you know, too. Or was a persona. This is a persona. Right. Um, I think this is going to be uh, this next album is more going to be emotional because he broke up with his long term, long time girlfriend recently. So, okay, didn't yeah. know that, but so I can yeah. definitely see uh, very secret. So, okay, I could definitely see a more than heartfelt album. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay. this is one of those ones kind of opposite to some other albums we've talked about before where we don't have a ton to say because it's all just pretty good and all every song very different as well so mm. i i just recommend checking it out it's yeah, super quick you just so. listen to it. it's six songs seven songs it's so fun it's tyler tyler yeah. i recommend it 100 percent. right i yeah. i completely agree it's i think stuff. it was 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 needed no i mean not not that call me if you get lost was you know Bad. subpar but yeah not at all but i think that is the fun Right now, with the context of these included on, it's like you know, mm. yeah. yeah, and still shorter than Lana Del Rey's album with the deluxe songs. Fuck that, yeah, yeah, anyways, anyways, dude. All right, yeah. uh, do you want to do the n- normal format next week? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think, uh, we can return to the normal format. Um, I don't. I, I I might I think I'm gonna like take a shot in the dark this week because mm-hmm. I, I didn't really plan I want to give you, mm-hmm. um, so I'm gonna just say an album that I've been listening to a little bit here and there. Uh, have you heard uh, Heaven or Las Vegas? It's considered a classic. So by the Cocktail Twins. Nope. Okay, cool. So that's one that's just like like I said, considered a classic. Uh, yeah one that I find interesting and I've been listening to. So I guess we'll, we'll hear your thoughts on it. So yeah, Heaven or Las Vegas. It's a a dream pop album from the, I think nineties. Yeah. Um, you know what? Let's do, um, let's do this album called witness by Benjamin Booker. All right. It's a, it's like a punk blues fusion. Okay, sweet. I think I've heard of this guy, uh, Benjamin Booker. Awesome. So, have you listened to that? Album? You. I'm gonna look. I haven't. I haven't heard. I definitely haven't heard it. But okay, it's a great. Oh, I, you know what? I think I've seen the cover before. For yeah, sure. it's a short yeah. album. It's kind of fun. It, it's got some deep stuff. It's got some deep cuts. It's you know, it's there's some songs that are fun that are slow burners <laughs> that are the popular ones. There's a lot of slow, a lot of you know, some fast. It's pretty cool. It's a okay, set. cool. Cool. Yeah. He's on my wall for fuck's sake. He's behind my guitar. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's this. That's this poster right there. So sweet. Huge. Yeah, I'm excited. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, you listen to anything else? Yeah, I was just gonna say. I I feel like I I feel like I spent most of my time this week listening to like these like new albums, but mm. um, I've been listening to uh, Radiohead a decent amount lately. Oh, yeah. So I love um. 
shit. What's the what's the one the album with body snatchers on it? It's the with all the in rainbows. I in love, rainbows, yeah, in rainbows. I love in that's rainbows. yeah. It's one of my favorite Radiohead album as I get older for some reason. Yeah, I I think you know in terms of like the Radiohead discourse, obviously everyone wants to jump straight to OK Computer. Mm. I think I think in rainbows has the higher. I tweet I I tweeted this. I said. Uh, okay, computer might be better, but in rainbows has the higher high points. Yes, for me, like so, I just love the variety on in rainbows. Yeah, totally. I think it, okay, not that okay computer is repetitive, but like no, it, there's a lot I of cool like, stuff on in rainbows that you don't get on okay computer. I feel like Radiohead is really nihilistic. Like a lot of their music is like sure. very like and like it's it makes you feel like it's like you're listening to the end of the world. Like it's very like the world's right everything. But in rainbows is more like you're like on Molly while the world's ending. Yeah. I think in rainbows compared to okay. Computer seems a little more personal yeah. to me. Like it seems a little more focused than okay. Computer. Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I love them both, but in terms of like my favorite, like my, my all time favorite Radiohead is Radiohead song is all I need off of in rainbows. Oh. And then like another one I, I really like is videotape 15 mm. step. Like all my favorite songs, I think come off of in rainbows, but in terms of like, having the best deep cuts and like most consistent, I think yeah. like you can't okay, computer. Right. You, you can't, you can't really beat on okay, the computer. So, uh, and what's the, I can't think of the other album. Today. No, no, no. Uh, the Benz. Benz. Yeah. Benz is like that. It's an iconic album. Too. Yeah. Benz. I actually, I actually haven't heard yet. So I should probably listen. Oh to no, it's iconic, dude. It's, yeah. I should it's, listen to it. I mean, Radiohead is like, it's, it's Radiohead, you know? Yeah. No, I mean, they're awesome obviously um i've been listening to a brent fires a lot like little r&b shit you know like okay cool um some fuck the world saunderson um uh i can't think of the other album Mm. waste wasteland just came out but i was listening to that a while ago so i kind of been listening to his older stuff huge brent fires fan Right, I've been a Fias fan for a while, probably pre-COVID, like yeah, I remember 2020, kind of like. Cool. But um, yeah, like Saunderson is great. It's a kind of a deep cut album, but I'll eventually have to give that to you. Um, some good like in your feels music. Yeah. Um, what else? I've been really getting into some Led Zeppelin, like deep cut Led Zeppelin. Uh. Mm, black keys kind of on my black keys kick now that spring's coming around okay. uh, uh dude it just kicks ass when you're driving with the windows down and I yeah I, I kind of and she's kind of uh she's kind of sick of it and she's like you're you're listening to black keys again i'm like brother it doesn't stop i'm a lifelong fan yeah no definitely no that's that's one thing i learned early from doing the podcast i think i've already listened to like three or four of their albums just for this i'm just so. I, I don't know why it just sounds good to my brain Dude, that's no shame. Yeah, no shame, dude. I, I don't. That's not, not shame. That, that's that's fandom, bro. Of course. Um, again, still listening to Cream. I'm really in a Cream kick right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm also obviously like always listening to my yeah same like the same Jack Johnson. I've been loving some mm, Jack Johnson. I nice. Been, I was listening to it at work. Um, on Sunday, and I was singing to it, and my uncle was like, "What are you saying?" And I'm like, "No, nah, man, I'm singing." And he's like, "Oh, yeah, okay. you can't, uh, you can't knock the 
the Jack Johnson. Little JJ, you know? Little Jack Dude, I, he's he he's awesome. I love that guy. He's so peaceful and he loves his wife so much. He does love his wife. I respect that. He, he loves his wife a lot. He does. So I want that. Yeah, life. I was just looking at my actually my Apple Music replay, mm. which I know it's like way early for that, but like I was just looking at like my first shit, I guess like quarter of the year. Yeah, it's already, already it's already April. So. Yeah. So I was just looking at like what I've been listening to. Nothing out of the ordinary. It's my top artists are JID, Claro, Westside Gun, I think. Uh, and my top albums are, I think, like the Forever Story, Sling, and mm. uh, I think I actually my one of my top five albums was Slum Village, uh, the Jeez, Fantastic shoot. Volume Two. That's awesome. So, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Um, Spotify is like the on repeat playlist, which is like music that you're like playing. Yeah, that you've been like listening to lately. Um, yeah. My top song is Baby Doll by Dominic Fike. So I'm really listening to that song. And Traffic okay. in the Sky by Jack Johnson. And then Lie by Earl Sweatshirt. So oh, it's kind of sweet. like a variety. Um, nice. And then I got Radar on here. There you Some go. Dance Now. Uh, Dog so we've, both, we've both been feeling the Forever story then, clearly. Yeah, Dog Tooth. Um, Outside Woman Blues by Cream is on here. Oh, the album Rakoma by Rakoma. I've said this mm-hmm. probably three, four weeks in a row. I think you have. Yeah. This shit, that album, it's always on. Like I love this album so yeah. much. It's becoming a, a one of my favorite albums. So my uh, my top songs since since you just mentioned it, it's my top songs. This is of the year so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one is My Good Ghost by Mavi. Incredible song. Mm-hmm. Um, Guillotine by Pure Born, which is just like one of my feel good, happy songs. Like, never skip it. Yeah. Uh, three is Bubblegum, uh, Claro. And then oh, yeah. I, went, I went through like a week where I was like obsessed with that song, which was, you know, now it's like a quarter of the year and it's still my top, my third song. So you could see like how much I listened to it. But, uh, and fourth is Sophia, which is kind of the opposite. That's one that I'll just always listen to. Yeah. And then the fifth is Naomi by Neutral Milk Hotel, which oh, is – Yeah, that's kind of an underrated one in terms of um, Neutral Milk Hotel. What, I, what I've been listening to for me, Neutral Milk Hotel 2 is a Baby for Pre. I, oh, since I the, love that song. Uh, I think ever since the, um, the Ferris Wheel on Fire, yeah, I've fallen in love with that song because of me that, too. that alternate recording of Baby I, for I don't – yeah, I was gonna say I don't remember if we talked about it, but the recording on that on Ferris Wheel on Fire is like so much better than whatever its equivalent is on. Yeah, but both other, are, well, I, I've just fallen in love with the original too, and then and then also the re-recording. But I love just like it. I love like just how it like as soon as the song starts, yeah, the singing starts. It's a minor detail, but it like just works really really well. How oh. as soon as that first guitar strum hits, it's you know. Blistering pre, all smiling and swollen makes babies for pre, and it's like nonstop, like it's like very like, yeah, you know, there's no like the, like there's no like long like no like long breaks, it's like very yeah. like constantly hitting, so it makes it like fun to sing along to and just really catchy. That that whole uh, EP is really catchy. But, yeah. I agree, dude. If Claro just comes by herself to Detroit. We're going. 100%. I think. I think at this point, I, I, I have to. You have to. Like, if you see the tickets before me, just buy me one. Like, I'll. Pay okay. You All right. Yeah. All right. Sure. Um. I. Uh. I. Speaking of like things that we've been listening to, I. I. Was on Instagram and I saw this like, it, Instagram reel, which is it's obviously just a screen recording of a TikTok. 
Uh, and it was Claro uh, covering uh, Both Sides Now by Joni Mitchell. I don't know if you know that yeah. song, but that yeah, song. It's, a, it's a beautiful song. And uh, Claro covered it, like just the first verse in the chorus because it's just a TikTok. But mm. God, that was it was incredible. Were you just like, you're just in love, dude? I, yeah, well, that's why you know, you, that's, you, that's neither here nor there. The, her singing is incredible and her guitar playing. Yeah. 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 So I've been listening to that original song now because it's been re it's been introduced to me now. Mm. Joni Mitchell. So. You've never listened to Joni Mitchell. Oh, dude. I mean, I've, I, I recognized, I mean, that's a famous, that's might be her biggest song as far as I know. Mm -hmm. So I, I know that one. And I know that obviously that Claro loves Joni. Yeah. Um, she's talked, she's very, Joni Mitchell lived in there. Detroit. For what? For how Joni Mitchell lived in Detroit. Oh, really? Yeah, and her the house that. that she lived in is like on my campus. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. See, I know she's like obviously like a legend, and I have nothing against her, but I just mm. never like listened. I've never listened listened to her albums. She has, I think, so, she's like a hand deformity. I think too. Well, she had polio, uh, right, as a child. So basically, like the way she plays guitar, apparently, is like super unique and different. Apparently, mm. I I've like just yes. read this recently. Um, but yeah, that song "Both Sides" now is like incredible. It's so mm -hmm. poetic and beautiful. Yeah. And Claro did a great job. Yeah, so, it's a great song. Yeah, great song. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of that's kind of what I've been up to. I've been just watching baseball, listening to music. Ooh, the Tigers, man! The Tigers, yeah, they, they suck, dude. It's bad. It's gonna be a bad. They're year. terrible. Yeah, first year, but you know that's what I've been up to. So. They're winning right now. Oh, good. First one of the season, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty much all I got for for today. All right, man. Cool. I guess you, you want to wrap. Yeah, I was gonna say you want to you want to wrap it up. Yeah, so yeah, wrap uh, up. I'll wrap it up. Okay, yeah, so, go ahead. All right, New everybody. Thing. That was um that was our third installment of uh, new music um new music uh, week. And um, uh, you can catch this on every Friday or usually on the weekends uh, every week. Uh, Friday at noon is what we typically do. Friday at noon. If not, it's usually Saturday at noon. You know, it's pretty close the day after, two days after. We usually get it out pretty on time if we have to push it back. So just catch us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, Classic Mixup, Classic Mixup Pod. It should be at the bottom of your screen if you're watching on YouTube. You can catch us at Spotify. Uh, Amazon Prime, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, we're on there, and our faces are on YouTube. So if you just want to look at us, yes, sir. You know, if you want to have a parasocial relationship, we can be your friends. So, um, yeah, just yeah. I guess if you want, I want to say a little, you know, words. Uh, just everyone, stay happy out there. Spring's here officially. Um, it's getting a little warmer, at least in Southeast Michigan. I don't know about you, Rosario, up in the UP. Yeah, slowly but surely, um, we're gonna hit forty soon. Yeah. Oh shit. It's like sixties here. So it's been raining nice. and green and so it's been really nice. Just, uh, um, you know, embrace yourself, everybody. Like if you got, if you got some shit going on that you're contemplating like a new haircut, you want to get a nose piercing, you want to, you want to ask a girl out, you want to get a dog, you want to, you want to go to Mexico, you want to, you want to travel, buy a van and go to Colorado. Just do it, man. You're only you're only young once, or you're only live. You know, we don't really know if there's life after this, man. We'll never know. So just live like 
you won't be in this position ever again because you won't. You won't. Time is a construct. You know, we, we're only moving forward. So just do stuff that you'd be happy at looking back, no matter if you regret it in hindsight or just do what you feel like is going to make you happy because that's what's what should really matter in life. So that's why I'm doing this podcast. It makes me happy. I get to talk to one of my best friends, Rosario, over here. So I hope you guys like yes. listening to that. Thanks for spending your time on us. And and hopefully we're part of those good times, you know. But yeah, absolutely. So everyone stay ha- happy and healthy out there. Have fun. Summer's almost here. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't have said it better, man. I'm. Uh, thank you for for tuning in and letting us, you know, do what we love. I guess you know, uh, share with your friends, grow the brand, help us keep doing this. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think you summed it up perfectly there. So uh, yeah, thanks for watching. If you made it this far, uh, we'll see you next week with our return to the normal format. Have a, have a good week. See you guys.